Hey, welcome back to the Supreme Resort Land V World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World and which is the Supreme Resort. Each episode, we will discuss and explore each resort side by side, land by land, park by park, until we determine which is better. I'm your host, Jimmy, and thank you for joining me on this quest to help the greater good of humanity answer this long, elusive question, which is better, Disneyland or Walt Disney World? And joining me to help find the answer is Jeremy from Spectro Radio. Welcome back, Jeremy. It's good to be back, um, but I want to say this, you know, we're, we're on a quest to find the, what, what is the Supreme Resort, but we all know which one it is, but I don't need to say. See, I don't know. That's what this is all about. <laughs> I, know, I truly true. don't know. And well, from my, Dan my version. <laughs> and from Dan hates the Beatles is Dan. Hi, I'm Dan. I hate the Beatles, but I love Disneyland and Disney World. Oh, equal opportunity lover. So That's good. I have to tell you. So Dan hates the Beatles. I, Dan asked me to bring it up on a show and and I had a hard time kind of promoting it because it has nothing to do with <laughs> with Disneyland or Disney World. And so I listen to a lot of podcasts, like a lot of theme park podcasts. And I mean, the deep dive nerd around my phone is is laughable. And I also listen to a lot of audiobooks. I listened. I told you about that book about Julie Andrews. I listen to the Harry Potter series and the, the all the Disney books. And I will say though, it's incredibly unsettling to hear Julie Andrews talking about being at a party where people are doing lines of blow and that she shows her boobs <laughs> in a movie. It's just so unsettling. It's like, Grandma, you don't do that. Yeah, you don't want to know that. No, you don't. I do. But it, well, yes, you do. Uh, but so the, Beatles anyway. are, the Beatles are sort of Disney adjacent for one reason. And do you well, know I was going to bring it up. Jimmy. Go for it. I was going to bring it up. But go ahead. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Paul McCartney, I think. John Lennon. Oh, no, John Lennon, mm-hmm. right? He yes. announced the dissolution of the Beatles from the Polynesian. Is that right? That is correct. <laughs> he signed the official termination agreement at the Polynesian. That is the link to Dan Hates the Beatles, which is why I'm bringing it up. <laughs> and I listened all those podcasts and all those books. I've gone through them all. I ran out of stuff to listen to, so I listened to Dan Hates the Beatles, and it's actually pretty good, I have to say. It's, it's <laughs> enjoyable. They, these, those boys do a good job. That is the last time I will mention that show. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of Dan, we have a new mm-hmm. segment on the show. And that is, what is Dan watching on Disney Plus? Oh, that's an excellent question. Because, well, the first thing I watched, as I think you know, is the Apple Dumpling Gang. And that movie does not hold up. So that's why I left the room and I left it playing so that Disney still got the analytics that somebody watched that movie all the way through. Then I watched a little something called the Yellowstone Cubs, which is a, Mm. I think, There's no way they tried to pass it off as a documentary because they were definitely messing with these bears. It's got a narrative and a narrative structure applied to two bear cubs that explore the Yellowstone Park. And then I watched Perry, the story of a squirrel that has so much death in the first 20 minutes that a friend of mine, Caitlin, had to stop watching because it was too intense. And I also showed a AP calculus class the end of the black hole without any context because that's what they asked me to do. And it was very confusing. Get Disney Plus today. But they were riveted. They were riveted. <laughs> Seriously, they were asking me so many questions like, nope, you said no context. I'm not going to tell you. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, so in fairness to the show, Jeremy, what are you watching on Disney Plus? 
Well, this is the time for my the Mandalorian minute. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, new segment. Well, yeah, you know what? As a matter of fact, we'd like to introduce another new segment on this show, and it's the Mandalorian minute by Jeremy. Jeremy, what's happening on the Mandalorian? Okay, so here, if you don't want any spoilers, you should tune out now because the Mandalorian <laughs> is really something. There's a lot happening, and yeah. you know, so there's this guy, and he's a Mandalorian. Which I found out, and he's not a car from an '80s movie. No, that's the DeLorean. He's trying, he's trying to uh, be a smuggler, and so he runs because smugglers run. Mm-hmm. If they you do. Yeah. if you know about that ride, and then um, and then there's a lot, there's a desert, and then yes. um, there's uh, Skywalker, and then they they have swords, and then when you use the swords, they're actually uh, made of light. And you can learn how to use them. <laughs> and then there's a big hairy guy. So that's – but that's where we're – that's what we're up to so that's where we far. Are. Was that I under mean, a minute? Because that's the challenge, right? Yeah, that was perfect. That okay. was perfect. So that's, I have to tell you, you got like 99% of that right. <laughs> it's a real cliffhanger. Stay tuned. Yeah. So just for your for, – for the listener who hasn't heard so far uh, – well, no, I'm not even going to spoil it. No, so that's perfect the way it the, is. The Mandalorian. Here's what I think is that it's an anthropomorphic, like a transformer of the the Back to the Future car. It's the Man DeLorean. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's a better show. Apparently it has no emotion because it's a mask. That's right. It doesn't take it off. I'm not going to survive this episode. That's good. Good job. Well done. Thank you for this week's Mandalorian Minute by Jeremy. Thank you very much. This episode is sponsored by... Get Coviers. That's www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Coviers. What I thought was cool, you could find a, pi- a Pirates and Mansion t-shirt. So it's like a skate t-shirt. You know how they have the lists? Like there was one that the listener made, Taryn and Jason and J- Terrence and Beverly and, Jer- and Jeremy. You know, those and, and, and. So it's a Mansion and Pirates, which I think goes well with what you talked about where Pirates and Mansion are linked for you. Dan, Absolutely. And you, you, have to, you can't ride one without the other kind of deal. So I those thought are, that was right up your alley. Those are skate T-shirts. That's what c- category that falls under. It's, I think it's stylized on their website. Like it's called a, a skate T-shirt. Yeah, I think it's stylized like a skate or die video game or something. Oh, okay. I didn't know where that look came from. Right. Yeah. I guess. So I'm not a skater, but I would rather skate than die. So you know, yeah. mm-hmm. I have a choice. Mm-hmm. And then. Also, we're sponsored by Concierge, and I know I just listened to In-Depth 10, and I know that you guys were talking about it. So there's a lot of really cool stuff about it. And what it is is a travel company, and it's a personalized experience. You have your person that you can text and call and, and talk to, and they can help you plan vacations at the Disney World Resort, Disneyland Resort, the Disney Cruise Line, Aulani Resort, and Adventures by Disney. So any of those things you want to do, you can book through them. They can customize anything you want to do. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to research. They interview you. They do all the research for you. And you buy a package through them, and it will cost you exactly the same amount as if you were to buy from Disney Direct. And it's free. I think that's the tops, and people should do that. And in (laughs) fact, um, this week I'm planning a trip. Well, I'm not going this week, but I'm planning a trip to Aulani. So I may... Well, I will oh, use concierge. Will. I've never been there. And report back to us on the Supreme Resort podcast. Yeah, I'm going to roll that into my Mandalorian minute. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're running out of time. My all uh, The other thing, 
the, the Alani hour. I, you know, I believe that. That's, so another cool thing about concierge is not just the vacation planning aspect. Last time we talked about they they can actually customize your fitness schedule, Jeremy. So if you're going somewhere and you're, you're training for a marathon or whatever, based on where you're staying, they'll tell you how to keep your routine, how to keep your workout regimen at that resort. Well, that really hits home because I am a jack and – I feel like Jack's <laughs> need right. a place to figure out. Uh, you know, that's one thing. I go on. I go on these trips, and I can't jack it up as much as I would like to. So I think that's really Jack's thing. just we're not understood. Really, you know, like <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. You're both very, oft, yeah. an oft ignored segment of the Disney travel population. It's tough. That's it's true. tough to be a jock, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you said it, um, and. So the other thing is if you like – let's say you're religious and you go down to Disney World, they'll be able to find a church or a denomination that's close by where you can go to church and continue your service. So it's it's beyond just vacation planning and or at least beyond traditional vacation planning. I Any like it. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. It's kind of cool. That's thinking outside of the box and it's the whole thing, not just the rides and shows. It is. All right, finally, I'd like to tell you, the Walt Disney Company is such a large and all-encompassing organization that sometimes we overlook the small things like which ride vehicle is your favorite or which Jungle Cruise joke makes you personally find the most amusing. For this reason, we are proud to announce the formation of the annual Passholder Entitlement Society, or APES. Once you become a member of APES, we will know that you aren't just any guest who has paid full price for the day. Instead, we know that you are a member of an essential team of collaborators who know how to best deliver the magic and Walt's true vision. Is the carbonation at a consistent level in every drink, at every location, and delivered with the exact amount of ice correct for you as an individual? Are all of these tourists getting in the way of your special day and how you specifically prefer to connect with your favorite cast member or bench? We want to know. If you'd like to join the annual Passholders Entitlement Society, all you have to do is swing by City Hall on your next visit and let them know. That sounds like a fantastic organization. <laughs> what are your thoughts about that, Jeremy? Well, these apes make their presence known in the foyer of the Haunted Mansion. And that's when I get really annoyed with the apes. <laughs> that they do, in fact. So I know we're not supposed to diss the sponsors, but the apes are annoying me. That's right. That's true. There is a, there's a, a contingency of people who are revolting. Um, and I don't mean like they're revolting, they're in revolt. Does that make sense? Against the mm. narration in the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> no. And full disclosure, I am an annual pass holder. Jeremy, you're an annual pass holder. True. But not a member of not a member of Apes is the point. No, I I have been. I have been. As an yes. annual as a former annual pass holder, I have I have been a member of Apes, unfortunately. Yes. Unfortunately. I think we all have. Yes, we all have <laughs> at some point or another. All right. So moving on. Everybody's favorite segment, past show clarifications. I have clarifications from not only the slot cars, but also the uh, squares show. I, I went to Epcot a couple weeks ago, and I went to Test Track, and I asked the guy in the showroom how many people have purchased a car from Test Track. And while there is a sticker, and there's NSRP and everything else, MSRP, uh, the guy said none because they can't because they don't have any financing on site. Like, this is just a showroom and if you feel like you want to buy that car, you have to go back to your hometown and buy it. Huh. Yes. So you cannot, even if you want to, 
because there's mm. no financing on site. You know, they say that the car stops dropping in value the minute you drive it out <laughs> That's of right. World of Motion. Or Test Track. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then from the Squares episode, we talked about the sales in New Orleans Square. Do you know about those sales, Jeremy? What, like 50 off? <laughs> At Disney World. Disneyland, <laughs> Yes. 25 off? There, I love a good sale. So <laughs> That's right. Well, hopefully you can buy these <laughs> sales on sale, and that is the defining concept. One of the defining concept renderings for New Orleans Square by Herb Ryman showed that there were masts of tall sailing ship framed by the rooftops appearing as if a tall ship was just entering the port of New Orleans. But it never came to fruition. It never was actually built that way, cut budget concerns, whatever. So in the 1990s, Imagineers added masts to the roof line of New Orleans Square, making the skyline appear just as Herb Ryman envisioned for years. So the point is they weren't from the beginning of the, the – I mean, in concept, they were in the land all along, but they weren't added until the 90s. And I read two separate blogs. One says it's because they're there to hide a light tower for Fantasmic. So during the day, it's hiding the light tower. Hmm. The sails drop at night. The light tower is exposed for Fantasmic. That's what I understand them to be. Point is, they weren't always there. Hmm. And you'll also... Right. So were the bathrooms in uh, Liberty Square always there? Oh, sorry. No, there's uh, no bathrooms. <laughs> but speaking of New Orleans Square, or Liberty Square, we talked about parasols and... Jeremy, Jason said something about them being invented in, in some way. I don't remember. But I discovered that parasols were discovered countless millennia ago. And the modern form came about about 4,000 years ago. And in ancient e- Egypt, Assyria, and China, that's where they're from. They're f- at least 4,000 years old. But they were originally made from tree leaves like eucalyptus and palm branches. And then... They became paper umbrellas in the 9th century BC. These are the things that people want to know. This is why we have all those downloads. <laughs> well, I is that <laughs> are, there, are those all the corrections you have from the last show? That's it. I would like yeah. to weigh in as I listened to it recently. Oh, you, I'm so glad you listened. <laughs> what? <Uh-oh. laughs> I'm glad you listened. That's very nice. Well, of course. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, I have to make sure Jason's, you know, keeping it up to scratch, keeping things at a certain level. <laughs> That's right. Um, and he did a wonderful job, as always, as one would expect. But he did mess up one thing that I'm going to weigh in on. Because you know me. I do. I have to have my final say, and I'm a little competitive. So when I was listening, no. as I was shaving this morning. <laughs> Very nice. Conjures a beautiful picture for you, I'm sure. Yes, it does. Uh, I think that Dan was robbed by Jason. <laughs> um when he was speaking about the um, – what do you call it? The the Morse code. Yes. And he didn't give you a point for that. And I mm. found that to be yeah, I agree with you. really obnoxious <clears throat> and I was annoyed. So I would I just wanted to weigh in and say I do think that you deserved a point for that. Uh, I think that's something really special. And it, all because mm-hmm. it was like being paraphrased. Please. So yeah, that's you, it. That's all I have to say. Right? Yeah, I agree with you, and and the objectivity was lacking a little bit, Jeremy. <laughs> Without you, the objectivity went away a little because we recorded that show twice, and the first time he did get a point for that. <laughs> so, oh, was that right? Yeah. Well, I guess he had time to think on it. I forgot about that. Yeah, maybe. 
Well, I think to be fair, the, in the first recording, I didn't uh, have yeah. that it was paraphrased. Yeah, whatever. I think, or, or it wasn't caught. Whatever. The point is, <laughs> justice has been delivered. Indeed, finally, the court of appeals. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, yeah. Well, thank you very much for that, Jeremy. That's very kind and very objective, and quite useful. So today's episode. <laughs> is the case of the original flagship hotels, Disneyland Hotel v. The Contemporary. Now, we chose these hotels because at the time of opening of each resort, this was the flagship, right? I think the flagship has changed to Grand Floridian now, but at the time of opening, these were the flagship hotels. So I will be arguing for the Disneyland Hotel, and Jeremy will be arguing for The Contemporary. And if the Disneyland Hotel gets a point, you will hear this sound. And that is not people running in terror with a siren. That, that, is, that is actually the Krakatoa something or other at the Trader Sam's. Yep. If you order that drink, then they run a little siren and people get excited. Now, if the contemporary gets a point, you will hear this sound. Which, of course, is the monorail that goes through the contemporary resort. It's already been awarded for that, so I don't believe that deserves a point. All right, moving on. Are we ready, boys? Oh, how I've longed for this day when I can finally dispatch the Disneyland Hotel. Okay. I am ready to judge this. And I think it's fair for me to let you both know in the audience that this is very interesting for me because I my home uh, park is Disneyland and I have experienced – most of my Disney experience has been as somebody who drives there, drives home. So hotels is not really something that I think about in terms of a Disneyland or Disney experience. So I'm genuinely, I have, I, I'm genuinely curious, like convince me where, which one should I stay at? That's what the show is all about, Dan. Thank you very much. Glad yes. you're here. Right. And I would but, like you to remember okay. yes. that I <laughs> came on immediately and argued for you. In the last again for the last show, defending <laughs> oh, you against the I knew there was a reason. Jason. So just keep that in mind. Right? Okay. 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 All right. Okay. I would award a point, but that so would be terrible. before I discuss the Disneyland Hotel, and I'm going to start because it came first. There was a recent episode of Ears Up. It was uh, it was released on September 22nd, 2019, and this actually was the episode that I came on and promoted. The Supreme Resort. So I'm sure all of you remember that episode. But there was so much detail and really interesting stuff about the Disneyland Hotel. So I want you to go ahead and listen to that. Bev did a really nice job. So listen to that first. We'll go ahead and wait. So just just we'll hang out. <laughs> what a bed. That's not Spectro Radio. And welcome back. Computer. Okay, okay. Oh, man, that was great. That Bev, she was so tired in that episode. You remember? Yeah, that was good. <clears throat> okay, <laughs> so here we go. A recap from what you just heard from Beverly. The Disneyland Hotel is a resort hotel located at the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California, owned by the Walt Disney Company and operated through Parks, Entertainment, and Products Division. It originally opened on October 5th, 1955 as a motor inn owned and operated by Jack Rather under the agreement with Walt Disney. It was like a 99-year agreement, right, at the time. The hotel was the first to officially bear the Disney name, still to this day. 
Under Rather's ownership, the hotel underwent several expansions and renovations over the years before being acquired by Disney in 1988. Wait a minute. Sorry, 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 sorry. Along with... It's the only what? The only hotel to bear the Disney name? Well, it was the first, is what I said. Uh, And I will... uh, Yeah. The defense rests. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. I I also thought I heard you say that it was currently the only one. So that might have been a slip. It currently still has the Disney name. I I guess that doesn't matter because everything has the Disney name. It's Disney's contemporaries or Disney. What about the Disneyland Hotel at Disneyland Paris or the Disneyland Hotel at Hong Kong Disney? You know what? This is about Disneyland and Disney World. (laughs) I think the point is that it – it was the first, and it still has it, right? That was the point, and it's a really poor okay. attempt for a point. But anyway, it was uh, acquired in 1988 under Michael Eisner, and that was with the Spruce Goose and the Queen Mary in Long Beach. Another episode will be about the war between Long Beach and Anaheim for the second gate. I think Anaheim lost. <laughs> DCA. All right. So the hotel was downsized, downsized to its present present capacity in 1999 as part of the Disneyland Resort expansion. Now, I have more details, and then I have a lot of fun facts for the lightning round. So, Jeremy, I will let you either take it from here or let me finish out the, the details, but it might go on forever. Okay, well, I'll read my opening. Do it. How about that? Disney's contemporary... (laughs) Easy for you to say. Disney's contemporary resort sits on the shores of Bay Lake and the Seven Seas Lagoon. Just a quick walk or monorail ride from Disney World's Magic Kingdom theme park. It was one of two original hotels to open with the Walt Disney World Resort on October 1st, 1971. The other being Disney's Polynesian Resort just across the Seven Seas Lagoon. Uh, the Contemporary Resort is a AAA four-diamond rated hotel. Easily spotted by its A-frame shape, the 655-room hotel was a revolution in construction. Its modular design meant its frame was constructed on-site while its rooms were each completed, including inside furnishings, off-site before being individually assembled into the frame, sliding into the structure like the drawers of a dresser. They were assembled at a rate of 15 per day. The main building is actually two buildings resting together at an angle at the top, creating a vast open expanse inside that Bob Hope once joked served as the sleeping quarters for the Goodyear blimp. Wow. I didn't know it was two buildings. That's cool. Well, according to what I read. Uh, According to what I made up. (laughs) You remember. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> features sweeping views of the Magic Kingdom, world-class dining, transportation via land, water, foot, and monorail, both tower rooms and lower waterfront room options, convention space, updated contemporarily appointed rooms and furnishings, Disney Vacation Club options, rooftop restaurant with outside access, a staggering list of amenities and activities to put the Disneyland Hotel to shame and much more. Um, Leading the that witness. is my opening statement. So, <clears throat> one side has a, a view of the Magic Kingdom. What does the other side have a view of? The sweeping views of the uh, seven right. of the of the uh, custodians. Of Bay Lake. Sweeping views of Bay Lake. <laughs> Bay Lake and the Wilderness Lodge uh, in the distance, and soon. 
reflection. Okay. Unlike and not a uh, what is it called a a parking lot? Is that how you say? It? <laughs> hey, listen, there's a structure too. <laughs> um, for Disneyland Hotel, uh, you said it was downsized during the expansion. What yes. did they lose? They lose. They lost hotel rooms. <laughs> okay. But we'll okay. get to that later. Okay. Okay. I do have a question. Right. Um, mm-hmm. For Jeremy, you'd mentioned the A-frame, the, the oh, the, the modular thing. So I understood it to be where they would be able to renovate the rooms by pulling the modules out and renovating them and putting them back in. Is that the original intent? That I did not read anything like that. So the rumor was that that was the whole point. It's like they build the frame and then they throw the rooms in and then when they need to renovate they pull them out renovate them off site and put them back in but that something about the building and the water table it they can't do it anymore i don't know mm. that seems like that odd and it sounds rumorous and uh i wouldn't spread that if i were you wait till the next episode of the supreme resort for pastoral correction <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll find a rumor um, site that backs us up right. no matter what that's we have right. to do all right, so Dan, do you want to? Are you verdicting opening statements? I really like the modular thing. I really, really like it's that's so cool that they just they slide in and out like drawers, you know. Even if whether they intended to continue doing that or whether they can actually do continue to do it or not, I don't care. That's just really cool. So I want to give a point for that to the Contemporary Resort. I knew that would scratch Dan right where he itched. <laughs> Right. No, totally. <laughs> That's right. So the Contemporary Resort gets that point. I will say that uh, the, today, you know, so the hotel opened in 1955, the Disneyland Hotel, and very little, uh, none of the buildings, none of the original buildings are, very, are still there. And very little of the hotel, other than parking areas and service facilities, sit outside of the perimeter created by the three remaining guest room towers. There's very little left, some parking or whatever. So original signs and other artifacts from several of the stores and restaurants demolished with the plaza are on display in the hotel's employee cafeteria. So if you want to see those, just (laughs) run on over and (laughs) fill out an application. (laughs) Uh, So where the ESPN Zone Rainforest Cafe and AMC theaters were uh, that occupied, that's basically where the old hotel was. And so when you see the monorail station, that was right at the hotel. And now you have to walk a little ways because they, they built new towers, if that makes sense. Uh, Mickey Mouse theming is employed in many interior furnishings and details. In 2007, the Marina, Sierra, and Bonita Towers were renamed Magic, Dreams, and Wonder, respectively. Other buildings in the sprawling hotel complex house restaurants, stores, offices, recreational facilities, and convention and banquet facilities. The complex also features a gazebo and garden areas that are used for Disney's fairy tale weddings and honeymoons. Close to my heart because I got married at Disney's fairy tale weddings at the Grand Floridian. A new Disneyland monorail station was built on the same site as the old hotel station that takes guests to Tomorrowland inside Disneyland Park along the same beamway that existed prior to 1999-2001 expansion. And Jimmy, can I just ask you, what um, decorative flourish do they employ at that station? Well, I was going to save that to the end, Dan, because I, I had it in my back pocket. So okay. let's okay. hold on, see how many points I okay. have, and then we'll Okay, go. we can do that. Go ahead, Jeremy. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so here's a little bit about the history 
a collaboration between Disney and the U.S. Steel Corporation and designed by architect Donald Wexler. The resort's modular construction was a revolution in engineering that was constructed to allow a monorail to quietly pass through its walls above its guests inside its atrium and on to the Magic Kingdom and other destinations such as Epcot. A little-known fact of the resort was that in 1973, while it played host to the annual convention of the Associated Press, President Richard Nixon was passing through on his return from South Florida. During his one-hour press conference, when faced with questions about impropriety during his presidency, he made the now-famous quote, I am not a crook. I am not a crook. The, The resort's height and modern visual aesthetic posed a challenge for Imagineers building the Magic Kingdom. While the resort is easily viewable from Tomorrowland, there's no problem there as it complements the modern elements of Space Mountain in its foreground. But its contemporary look would detract from the -the turn-of-the-century feel of Main Street, USA. To solve this problem, Town Square Theater, formerly the Town Square Exposition Hall in Town Square, is purposely built taller and at full size, not forced perspective, to block views of the contemporary and maintain the theming of Town Square. In 2006, it was announced that the Contemporary Resort would expand to feature the 15-story Bay Lake Tower as part of Disney's Vacation Club. The tower opened in 2009 and is accessible via suspension bridge from the main tower. In the early 90s, uh, well, this is a little sad, but sorry, my transitions are a little Someone off. Someone jumped off a the cast member. <laughs> a cast member fell to his death. Oh, God. He, he was sitting on the ledge of the of the resort when a swarm of wasps approached approached as he <laughs> oh my god <laughs> this is ex- as he swatted them away he lost his balance and fell 11 stories yikes to his death. oh living on the edge which is <laughs> Dan's face is aghast with uh he's horrified by that florida story. and it's just it's just florida florida Lost. man falls off tower um, after fighting off bees i mean <laughs> right killer bees is that a reason not well although that was a California big thing remember killer, ki- killer bees that was that was going to get us all in quicksand um i monitor the killer bees oh, God. and they're still advancing so don't <laughs> go to sleep i would sleep with one eye open Got if it. i were you yeah. Okay. They're still the the killer well, bees have not f- turned back, <laughs> and I monitor Florida Man, which is true. I have a Google ner- News uh, alert for Florida mm. Man. It's riveting. And by the way, listener, um, if you have not Google Florida Man and your <laughs> birth date, and inevitably there will be an article that starts Florida Man does some wacky thing. Have you done it, Jeremy? No. So while I tell you about the uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, okay, a second ahead. here. Um, I, I really I feel like in terms of like the structure of the show I should be giving Disneyland Hotel a, a point here Um, and I have in my notes lots of renovation and that's cool but then I also have <laughs> okay I know that I'm I'm still or I was okay I'm going to rephrase that I know at some point I was upset about the monorail getting a point for going through the contemporary and I'm completely over that. I mean, it would be it would take a crazy person to still be bothered by that. Um yes. however, I mean, and when I hear about all the innovation and rethinking of how to build a building that had to go into that, 
that is impressive. Like structurally having coming up with ways to to accommodate that, that's insane. So, but I couldn't really bring myself to give it a point there. However, the fact that it complements the structures of Tomorrowland, all of that as a whole, that gets a point for the contemporary. All right. Re- well, you know, I mean, I'm going to say thank. I'm going to say thank you for that. I, I appreciate that, but I do think a train runs through it silently. It's not only right. a no. mar- It's not only an engineering marvel. It's a huge mm-hmm. convenience to the people that are staying there. I mean, this is absolutely wildly yeah. insane. Name another building that has this. It's not even right. just like oh, you know, there's one nearby the Disneyland Resort. There's a monorail in. In Vegas, it doesn't go through any of those hotels, does it? Like I don't think you have so. to go to a station. This is a this was a revolution in 1971, and to this day, it is astounding. And it's not just astounding from its from its construction; it is a huge convenience to the people that stay there. I think it deserves another point. Listen, I can attest to it, and I'll support whatever the the judge feels deems worthy. But I the the you mentioned the Disney Vacation Club tower and that is the vacation club that i own in bay lake tower i was there we were there at the same time and my room this two-bedroom villa looks over the castle watch the fireworks every night and it is incredibly convenient that i can just walk down the hall to get on the monorail i fully support that i i think i think this is where i'm running up against my own personal experiences i've never i've never experienced that convenience so i don't know what that feels like. However, I'm talking to two people who do. So, okay, extra point. Right. I mean, this isn't about your experience. This is about the case we're right. making. And totally. so, um, all right. So, is that three I, for the contemporary? I, that's three. Yeah. And I, I don't. Have you have you blown the horn yet? There it is. All right. I was I, w- I was I was yielding to you because you started. To well, speak. I was going to just talk. I, I talked about the three towers, and I'm not looking for a point here, but I, I felt it was important to kind of compliment or fill out what I was saying about the towers. So, the uh, Disneyland Hotel had a major major renovation in 2009. It started with the Dreams Tower, and then that included new windows, wallpaper, carpeting, decor. The Dreams Tower, completed in 2010, became the Adventure Tower, and then the Wonder Tower became the Frontier Tower in 2011. And the Magic Tower became the Fantasy Tower in 2012. So the cool part is that each of the tower's interior matches in theme to the name of the tower, So, including the landscape. So if you go to the Adventure Tower, it's all jungly and whatever. And then you go to the Fantasy Tower, and it's a lot more fantastical, even the landscape. So those kind of design details I really enjoy. And the Neverland Pool also had a redesign in 2012. The transformation included six new cabanas, mm-hmm, two new water slides featuring a replica <laughs> of the original park signage at the top, including along with the the replicas of the Mark I monorails encasing both slides. A new four-foot pool was built between the former Neverland pool and the water play area. I have more on the, the, the water slides, but as far as pools go... Having been swam in the contemporary pool two weeks ago and the Disneyland hotel pool, that pool area, and I'll talk more about it if you want to wait to give me that point, but it's hands down. Theming-wise, it's just gorgeous and that the monorails. Uh, anyway, go ahead. I think we can hold on the pool versus pool, and I, that doesn't mean I disagree with you. Um, I'm, I'm going to give it a point for the – Theming, the multi theming. I think that's cool. 
<laughs> Nobody wants Disneyland to get a point because they're going to hear this <laughs> ridiculous sucker in their ears. Well, I'm torn because I love hearing okay. it. Well, uh, yet so, I don't want you to have any points. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at this point, Jeremy, I've got lightning round stuff. So whatever you're ready for. Lightning round. Let's hit it. <laughs> That's our new lightning round sound. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> could say Whoop-a. give it to me big papa what's your first it? one <laughs> all right trader sam's is at the disneyland hotel that's fine i knew we would give it a point for that i get it but i want to say something what all right well yeah. i just like i, I mean, knew the monorail yeah i mean you can't argue against that it might have something that's similar, but Trader Sam's is – it's very cool. It doesn't have something – And it's there. Right. That's fair. It doesn't have something that's similar. But I'm going to say something that is a little controversial, Ooh. and that is I think Trader Sam's <gasps> is highly overrated and kind of sucks. Oh. So I actually don't think that that's a point four. Oh. He needs How to get a point taken away, Dan. <laughs> I mean, if you'd like to join the discussion on our Facebook group, you can go to the Supreme Resort group on Facebook. I mean, it has over m- mediocre, overpriced drinks with little seating. I mean, other than that, it's a fine bar. It's it's in the theme. You said it yourself. You like hearing that sound effect. If you can get a seat, and some of the seats, like you order a specific drink, like the head shrinker, and you're sitting in the right seat. Over a period of several minutes, the seat starts to lower so slowly you can't tell. You don't know that it's happening until your head is on the bar. <laughs> you just That yeah. kind of stuff <laughs> is really cool. I get that it's crowded and small, but there's a reason why it's crowded. It's crowded because it's overrated and everyone's sheep. It's the same reason that Peter Pan's crowded. It's not good. They just think they need to be there. Um, the oh, other Jesus. thing that I would say <laughs> – Once I'd again, if you'd like to join the discussion, <laughs> oh, go to Facebook. God. Join the Supreme yeah. Resort group. <laughs> uh, it's just, <laughs> I guess I've said it. It just – I'm sorry. I think it sucks. It's not that great of a bar. I would, there's a million other bars I'd rather go to. And I, you, know, we, you know when we do the whole thing, we always say this on here. We go, oh, if this was next to this and I had the choice, mm-hmm. in Disney World at the Polynesian, it is next to the Tambu Lounge. Well, it's downstairs from the Tambu Lounge. But you have a choice, right? Okay. Upstairs or downstairs. Yep. I take Tambu every single time. I'm not going to go there and waste my time and maybe get one seat. And, oh, you can stand behind me for a while until maybe hopefully one opens up. And I was there in August, and then I'm going to end this. I was there in August, (laughs) and that this whole sound that we're playing that we're loving, it kept happening. People kept ordering. (laughs) uh, Oh, and finally I was like, stop spraying me and shut up. (laughs) Like, I get it. It's cute the first two times. But then, like, after the fourth or fifth time, I'm like, can you shut the hell up? Yeah. Well, I think I, I I love that place, I, and but I get what you're saying. I, I think it's really good for like a drink or two, and then you move on to the place that Jimmy and I used to call the Nancy Reagan Bar, which is just a lobby bar. Um, it's outside of the the Steakhouse, Steakhouse Fifty Five. It's it, it used to be decorated that it looked like if you could pick anyone who decorated this lobby bar, it's Nancy Reagan. It's absolutely it's like 80s 100% White House. decorated by Nancy Reagan. The Nancy Reagan yeah. bar. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. So we, we called it the Nancy Reagan Lounge. And, Jimmy, I know you don't remember our first time at Trader Sam's when you purchased all the drinks to get Oh, I remember. Of, I don't think you do remember it. <laughs> I, I, well, I do. <laughs> I remember walking in. Right. 
And I think I got all the drinks. You, you we got did. All the drinks. You did. And then when we got to a point yeah. where you were wondering if you should get the last of them, we just decided, yes, you absolutely should. Anyway. Um, we. So if, hold on. Introducing a new segment. It's Truth or Dare. <laughs> and Jeremy, I dare you to tell the truth. Go on Ears Up podcast. That and will make happen. That statement about Trader We've Sons. got our end of year show coming up. When I say most overrated, so you okay. heard it here first. That's probably going to be my most right. overrated because that was my revelation <laughs> this week. Is that Trader Sam's is overrated? Um, do you have a counter to Trader Sam's? Or yeah, I already got the point. No counter. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, yeah, I don't have anything to take away his point, and I, I agree that it's earned. But I have things that right. are my own. Right. Point. So it's point or not. Got it. So have you guys heard of the KonMari, that this new thing where if you touch everything in your house and if it doesn't bring you joy, <laughs> you get rid of it? Mm-hmm. Have either of you heard of this, Jeremy? I have to get rid of everything. <laughs> okay. So, but this is a thing. It's a whole Con- thing sweeping Con-Mare. the nation. So my wife has decided this is what we're doing. And, and speaking of that experience, Trader Sam's, I still have all of that glassware in its original box. And I'm having a hard time. <laughs> I'm having a hard time. I can't get rid of it. Joy? Does it bring you it joy? It brings me joy, but the thing is, I don't touch it. It's in a box, so now I'm getting rid of all these VHS tapes in, in my office and all these DVDs. I'm getting rid of those because I get it all on Disney Plus. Subscribe today. Um, <laughs> Why are so, you you're, so? I'm I'm trying to figure out what you're saying. You're you're not getting pleasure from touching those. Well, they're in a they're in a box on a shelf in a bag, so I don't get joy from looking at a bag. So I'm taking them out of their box, putting them on shelves that currently hold VHS tapes that are not bringing me joy, and I'm going to display them in my office. So they will continue to bring me joy. So they have and replaced the Tower of Terror VHS. Never. How dare well. you, sir? How dare you? <laughs> okay. All right. Go ahead, Jeremy. Um, Sorry. Well, let's stay along the line. Since we're since Jimmy went to food and wine, um, I want to point out that the rooftop restaurant of the of the Contemporary Resort is the California Grill. Yes, and the California Grill every night dims its lights and pipes in the audio to the nightly fireworks display happening in the Magic Kingdom, which you have a view of because you're on top of the Contemporary Resort. So diners can enjoy the show from atop the hotel as they dine, or if they prefer. They can step outside on its expansive roof deck. Um, But that's not all about the California Grill that's great. The California Grill, which is number eight on USA Today's 2019 Best Amusement Park Restaurants. Sorry, Steakhouse 55. You didn't make it. Um, (laughs) Also, the winner of several Wine Spectator Awards of Excellence. California Grill is also a semifinalist for the 2009 James Beard Award Best Wine Service. Um, The hotel also features... Uh, more casual dining at The Wave, The Contempo Cafe, and Chef Mickey's, which features character dining, as well as the Outer Rim Lodge, where guests can take in sunset views over the Seven Seas Lagoon. So I believe I've made a pretty good point on dining at the Contemporary Resort. And the, the point that I'm making here is that you have highly awarded, very sophisticated, amazing dining at the top of the hotel all the way down to more casual options. So I think the great thing here is there's something for everyone. Okay. And I, the best stuff yeah, is award winning. Well, N- hold yeah, on. No, that, that, what? Before you make your judgment, I want to say a couple of things. Okay. Thing number one is 
you don't have to have a dining reservation in order to get to the uh, the top of the, what, the the California Grill, right? You don't have to have a reservation? Not necessarily, no. Right. You can just go to the bar and you have all the same benefits. I think that's cool. Thank you. Miss America 1965, Miss Vonda Van Dyke, used to sing at the Contemporary Resort when it opened, which is something I know. And mm-hmm. at the Disneyland Hotel... In its surrounding area. So this is a place you can walk to, a brief walk. This does not include the Grand Californian. This is just not the parks, not the Grand Californian, the Disneyland Hotel and its surrounding area that you can walk to. You have access to over 27 dining and snacking options and over 17 places to shop. Okay, so we are finally touching on something that I'm, I was curious how long it would take for us to get here. Which is I – okay. First of all, I want to say Contemporary gets the point for the dining options. There. And I also want to make a confession of my own that I do not care about fireworks. That's not saying that it shouldn't get the point for that. It's just I don't get it. I've never gotten fireworks. I know Disney does good fireworks. I, I, that's just I'm a weirdo. I'm willing to admit that I'm I'm weird there. But, now, wait, um, wait. What if the fireworks were in the shape of dolphins? Oh, I'd be crying. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm just saying. Um, however, so back to the popping of the bubble thing. I really like that at Disneyland you can have access to stuff that's close. And I realize that that might be like sacrilegious to some people. Um, but I know when I've stayed at Disney World on site – after about two days, I need that bubble popped, like, badly. Um, and I really like the Disneyland Hotel gives you that option should you choose to take it. So I'm going to give a point for the Disneyland Hotel as well for that. So, so. So I want to make sure I understand what the point is for, though. Mm-hmm. Is it that it is near stuff? In terms of downtown Disney, because it seemed like that's the argument that the weak, lame argument that Jimmy was making. But you <laughs> seem to be thinking it seems like from what I was hearing you say is that actually because you can leave the whole place and go to, I don't know, Tony Roma's. Right. It's uh, a, that that's a point. Right. It's like a five minute Uber to a bunch of different options when that and just the popping of the Disney bubble is it's refreshing to, to me. And I know I'm not the only one. I know it's 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 not. The most popular opinion, but I, the people share this, and I got to give it a point for that. All right, point for that. Uh, yeah. So my point was downtown Disney. It wasn't Tony Roma's, but I appreciate the point anyway. I, I want to take a step back, and this is let's this is a sidebar. Mm-hmm. But I want to mm-hmm. say this. Sorry. Then that point counts for the Marriott Courtyard. It counts for the candy cane. <laughs> it ca- like it like. That's true, and that's not the point I was trying to make. Okay, well, I just wanted to clarify. Well, but this is one of those places where this is one of those places where I think Disney World is going to get certain points for certain things because of the nature of the beast, and the nature of that beast being it's in the bubble and has more space. And I think one of the merits of Disneyland Hotel and the entire resort is. You have access to a variety of things that aren't necessarily Disney, and you don't. It's it's not hard to do. You could just cross the street. You can just get an Uber or a cab or whatever. I think that's fair. I want to take a step backwards 
again, sidebar, this is not for points. The the idea of the contemporary being sort of part of the future and the and Tomorrowland, I, I I get the concept, but I still feel like I'm taken out a little bit when I see a building outside of the park. Does anybody share that opinion? When you or does it really feel like it's part of Tomorrowland? Uh, to be perfectly honest, I'm so used to seeing buildings outside of a Disney park that it doesn't face me. <laughs> but. Um, I could see it fit being like a distant building in Tomorrowland. That 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 fits for me. Does that make sense, Jeremy? I mean, I I get it. I get what it's trying to accomplish, but it it still takes me out. Like when I'm on the the train and I can see buildings outside. Does that make sense? So so does that bother you about the Disneyland Hotel? Because you see that when you're on the monorail there, right? Well, I think it's because Disney World. The whole point with Walt was that I, I I don't have to I'm not confined by space anymore and so I can do whatever I want and I'm still seeing it's not a McDonald's or anything but I'm still seeing this building and at the time was well again even still it's iconic but I don't know it takes me out a little bit but again this is not for points or whatever I'm just having a conversation yeah I hear you um I mean I think once you're out of the park I'm not expecting I'm not expecting no I'm talking about in the park you can see it in Tomorrowland Right, but it's designed with the Tomorrowland aesthetic. It's not like you're looking... Still? It doesn't look that much... Yeah, it's a futuristic... It looks like Space Mountain. Mm. I... I, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I kind of see your... I I, I don't necessarily experience that, but I kind of get what you're saying. I think... So do you think if they did a new paint job on the Contemporary, that would... I don't think it's about paint or style. I think if the if the steampunk Tomorrowland, which is gradually changing, it didn't match this style at all. It doesn't seem to me. So as they're going now to the more sort of purest uh, retro future, you know, it's everything's white and sleek. It makes more sense now. But as the thing evolves, maybe Mm -hmm. that building's not going anywhere. So at some point, if Tomorrowland becomes Discovery Land, that hotel doesn't match, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, anyway. I hear you. It doesn't really – I have to be honest with you. It doesn't really okay. take that out, take me out that much because I'm still in Disney World. To me, it's not necessarily that sure. I'm in Main Street. It's that I'm in Disney. And so – Oh, don't hear Jason. Don't right. let Jason hear you say that. Yeah, but for me, it's like – it's the, the berm <laughs> for me is a surrounding Walt Disney World and not necessarily mm-hmm. – you know, yeah, but I then I, but then I'm, I, I talk on the other side of my mouth, and I get annoyed that the dolphin is visible over World Showcase. So I don't know. You totally, know. yeah, that's so, the worst. Yeah, that yeah. So. When we do the Epcot episode, that's definitely losing a point. All right, so uh, <laughs> let's talk about the pools. So the the pool with the monorails, the original Bob Gurr design monorails, is beautiful. It's got the original Disneyland sign. The red monorail slide is 180 feet long, and the yellow, oddly, is only 80 feet long. It's 100 feet shorter. The main pool area features two main pools with e-ticket pool and the d-ticket pool, hearkening back to the original ticket system. And on the sides of each pool, you can see a recreation in tiles of those e-tickets and d-tickets with the rides that were available at the time for the e and d tickets. I thought it was cool. Cool. Didn't that you already cool. get a point for pools? Point. Like, aren't we past this topic? We talked about that. I I got a point for the uh, the theming of the buildings and the uh, landscape around it. Or was it the pools? Yeah. Yes, that's so correct. He said we'll talk about No, it wasn't oh, the pools. Fine. Anyway, there you go. Fact to the show. Good job. Well, we can do pool versus pool if you want. I mean, that's that would be fair. No, it wouldn't be fair. Because <laughs> the contemporary pool's crap. 
that's, that's, let's just do this then. <laughs> so does he get a point for that pool? Well, would you like to would you like to put the contemporaries pool up against the Disneyland Hotel pool? I think is the question. How about recreation versus rec- versus recreation? Because the pool Ooh, is part I, of I, recreation. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, that, that's a good, very well done, Jeremy. Very well done. Very well played. Motorized boat <laughs> rentals and guided bass fishing tours, specialty cruises on Bay Lake and the Seven Seas Lagoon, including the Pirate and Pals fireworks voy- voyage, are among the several. Recreational activities available at Disney's Contemporary Resort, also including jogging trails, movies under the stars, campfires, two pools, a game station arcade, basketball courts, lakeside yoga, volleyball, and tennis courts. So I'm sure that it's very fun to slide down those monorail slides. (laughs) Obviously, um, there's plenty more in terms of choice to do at Disney's Contemporary Resort in Lake Buena Vista, Florida. And it's uh, Buddy Duvall. Is that what it is? The Watt Motorsports? Sammy Duvall. Right. Yes. Oh, I, I like Shelly Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Jesus. to the Shelly Duvall. Gone, a little, uh, by the way. Mm-hmm. She's gone a little nuts. That's, that's true. The, that's I did a street. Poor thing. I, I met her. I was doing Your Good Man Charlie Brown, O. Schroeder, and she uh, was at the show that I performed. In. Um. <laughs> So I – okay, Contemporary Resort, more options. It's going to get a point there. And if we're going to do recreation versus recreation in terms of that particular point, then that's the Contemporaries. However, it got me thinking when we were talking about the Disneyland Hotel that I think it's really smart that the direction they have been going in in terms of the the design with the pool and everything else uh is it's it's a it's the Disneyland hotel so it is themed to Disneyland it which is Correct. very smart for the location that it's in with you know people really liking nostalgia associated with Disneyland um i'm going to say that's barely a point but it's a point so pool versus pool Disneyland, recreation versus recreation, Disney World, it sort of negates, right? Right. Um, The Disneyland Hotel features 973 guest rooms. The standard rooms are between 364 and 415 square feet in size versus how many rooms at the Contemporary? Um, I have that number here. I believe it's... 750. I thought, oh, I had 655? 655 versus – maybe 750 includes the Bay Lake Tower. But there's 973 guest Perhaps. rooms in that hotel. There's more chances to stay. Um, how many of those have a balcony? Because every single one at the Contemporary has a balcony. And all of them have either a view of the park or the lake. Sweeping Beautiful sweeping views, views no matter where you are. Sweeping views. <laughs> yeah, I believe they were sweeping. <laughs> So, so that's funny. A hundred percent. All of them have balconies, options, and gorgeous views. Because I was—I don't know about the Bay Lake well, Tower, Bay Lake, but every yeah. every room in the Contemporary Tower and the smaller outbuildings that are on the lakeside uh, have outdoor space. Do they really? All of the balcony, all of the rooms. Well, how many do? Okay, so let's say some of them don't. How many do at the Disneyland Hotel? Well, that was going to be a point. Uh, zero, zero. <laughs> no, hold on. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. Oh. 
Oh, you could call it the null set. <laughs> the frontier land ta- the frontier tower is 14 stories tall. It's the tallest one and is the only tower that features balconies, but I was going to use that as a point to me because I thought <laughs> contemporary didn't have any. <laughs> They all do. The whole side. Like, it, come on. Uh, I was just there and I didn't see. Okay. All right. Well, forget I said any of that. So, Dan. This is rough. <laughs> and I, I wow. realize this is rough because I realize how this probably sounds. However, more rooms got to go to Disneyland Hotel. Are more more lower quality rooms versus more chances to stay. Almost the same amount of rooms. Right? And every single one of them has outdoor space. Like, what's the point of being in Southern California? You can't even go outside. I'm so, oh, come on. <laughs> Wait, almost the same number of rooms? 973 versus 650? That's Jimmy's like 30% original less. original argument was that it has more rooms than the contemporary. And that's true. That's better. However, however, yeah. Yeah, because more people it, can no, it's, more, it's, higher, not, it's more expensive. What's the price per night? No, it's cheaper. I have that stat too. You However, have the, fact the option of staying in a room that has a balcony that overlooks the Magic Kingdom, or you can stay in a room that you can't go outside and you look out on a parking lot, and you're telling me that that's better rooms? Are you out of your no, freaking mind? I, <laughs> Why don't you two go carve your initials into a tree? Because you guys are in cahoots. This is outrageous. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The argument <laughs> was... Jimmy's argument was more rooms, and I agree with that. However, you presented a different argument, which is every room has balconies, which also deserves a point. So that sounds like more rooms is a point. Okay. More balconies is a point. That negates. Right. Oh, so let me play both sounds. (laughs) Got it. The steam coming off your face. Hey. (laughs) <laughs> you told me you wanted personality, and now I'm – and I've had a glass of personality, okay? It's actually empty, so let's do <laughs> yeah, it. that was, that was intense. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Keep drinking. So the average price of a room at Disneyland Hotel is between $210 and $350 versus $498 and $4,512, both from touringplans.com. So the ranges were two ten to three fifty at Disneyland Hotel and four ninety eight to four thousand five hundred and twelve. Yeah, that's from touring plans. Fine, you get what you pay for. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, hold on. You're making me do math again. Where, where were the? Where it the stinks, prices? so they can't charge as much. <laughs> but I have access to twenty seven restaurants. Twenty seven restaurants. Twenty seven dining, snacking. Well, no, I'm just saying. Okay, fine. Uh, the Contemporary Resort has a AAA rating of 4.3, and the Disneyland Resort has a has a AAA rating of 4.1. So, Ooh. obviously, AAA. you already you, you already got your point there. Um, I mean, you can't argue with the AAA. AAA, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give that. Uh, I so I, I, you're right. You do get what you pay for. I mean, like you get. I feel like the t- the contemporary is All right, point for what contemporary gets a point for what. So contem- who for gets AAA? a point? Mm, it oh, <laughs> I'm gonna give it a point for that, and I'll I might say the rest later. for being more expensive. <laughs> no, no, but I feel like I feel like you do get. <laughs> I feel like it's for a reason, though. You know, like I, I don't know. This is the greatest. Oh, my Lord. All right. So there are also 60 suites at the Disneyland Hotel. There are themed 
few of them, like Mickey Mouse Penthouse, the Pirate Suite, and the Thunder Mountain Suite to round out the room accommodations. I don't think that's really a point worthy, but I wanted to say it. It's interesting. Some, uh, I would say to counter that, that yes, those are lovely suites. Some bathrooms on the Magic Kingdom side of Bay Lake Tower at the Contemporary include movable partitions to permit watching the park's fireworks display while you're in the bathtub. That's awesome. I didn't know that. That is excessive and wonderful. I can. Um, And you know what? I'm going to say that 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 justifies that last point. All right. Because it is. yeah. That way, it's not a point for being more expensive. Oh, so that's, okay, so that's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I feel better about that. And I that. can attest to that. Having taken a bath at Bay Lake Tower at the Contemporary Resort, having the partition open, watching the fireworks, it is magic. Right. We don't want to picture you in the bath, but thank you very much. <laughs> well, some of our listeners might, because one of them's my wife. Sickies. <laughs> All right. The Disneyland Hotel features 130,000 feet of convention space. And while that may not interest our casual listener, the lobby features phenomenal memorabilia from Disneyland's past. Some of the items include original ticket books, retro Mickey Mouse plush, buttons, and an original Atopia car in the lobby for the convention center, 130,000 square feet. Disney's Contemporary Resort also features vast uh, convention space, and its atrium features a multi-story mosaic designed by legendary Mary Blair of small world fame. Damn you and your mosaic. I knew you were going to get me with the mosaic at some point. Do you have more detail on that? Because it's really cool. It's big, and it's by Mary Blair. What else do you want? It's freaking great. I mean... Big Blair, beautiful. (laughs) Past show collections, I will come up with some more details because it's it's noteworthy and it's worth talking about. Like the goat. Yeah, there's a goat. Dan, weigh in. <laughs> yeah, Mary Blair is an artist who I have been on a real journey with because I didn't I did not appreciate her years ago. Cause all all I did was associate her with It's a Small World before I learned to like it's a small world so but she is fantastic i mean like her her style is so her style um and what was it so jimmy your point about the convention space that's that's cool i and i feel like the memorabilia stuff that's kind of covered by the point that i gave for the disneyland theme and uh so i can't give another point there in good faith mary blair mosaic deserves a point give it a point Mary Blair Blair mural. I completely agree. Yeah, I agree. You know, Mary Blair is an interesting figure, and she did do, you know, obviously Small World, and we know her for that. But um, I was uh, reading about her, and she also, you know, she struggled. She was a female artist in a in a company dominated by male artists, so she had to overcome, sort of prove mm-hmm. herself more than any of the others that that had to around her. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and her work spoke for itself, so it was a, she was you know easily um, worked her way to the top. But uh, she had a lot, much greater, I would say, headwind, uh, headwind against her, mm-hmm. um, and still over overcame that. And I think that's really remarkable. In addition to how beautiful her art is, yeah. And and to your point, Dan, Mary Blair's style is very much. Oh, her absolutely. Style. Yeah. <laughs> That's those are your words. It is. It, it, and, uh, <laughs> well, you know what I mean? I do. You know I do I mean? know what you mean. <laughs> what I mean is you see a Mary Blair yeah, it's very unique. Yep. thing and there's it's unquestionable. And I think Mary it's Blair. worth – It's very unique 
and over the years it's become synonymous mm, with Disney. Sure. So it's right. almost a you know that look is a brand element of Disney that we immediately that is recognize. True. Which I don't know how many people, how many artists you could point out that that have yeah. that. Oh, at least Disney artists like Salvador Dali, you could, I guess. But anyway. Um, yeah, so I will do a little bit more digging. It's worth talking about that mosaic because it's really impressive and there's a lot of cool details about it. So tune into the next show of the Supreme Resort for more details. I also found that if you're staying at the Disneyland Hotel, Jeremy, maybe you know about this, at 6 a.m. two-mile wake-up walk, it's through DCA. It's at 6 in the morning and you have to go at least 15 miles per hour or not 15, 15 Minute mile, fifteen minute mile. <laughs> what, what kind of a runner? I like. And if you don't, will you explode because there's a bomb, yeah. bomb attached to you? That's right. Non jocks yeah. need not apply. No, fifteen minute mile. mile. That gets a point. Do you know anything about? Well, does it? I think. I think so. I'm asking. I think that's cool. It is kind of cool because every morning at six o'clock, if you're staying at Disneyland Hotel, you can do the wake up walk and walk through DCA. Well, yeah, and the fact is, the the, the fact that it's every morning to do a thing. Oh, that is close okay. to a thing that a bunch of people travel different places for to do, you know, the walks and runs through different through the different parks before they open. Like that's really cool. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was cool. So Yeah. I to, <laughs> you know, fine. I'm gonna, you know, I'm trying not to be so one-sided. Well, that's the whole point. <laughs> but the last thing I want at six a.m. is a wake-up call. Tell me I got to go walk. Right, but if you're someone who does it, want to do that, that's there for you. Right. And by the way, yeah, it's the wake-up walk starts at six a.m., so your alarm will be going off a little sooner than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got Great. one more point that is sort of the game changer. But I'll let you go ahead. <laughs> okay. I want to be fair. At the Disney's Contemporary Resort, every room features nightly views of um, the electrical water pageant. Mm. Yes, and that's free. So that's free nighttime entertainment if you're staying there or if you just happen to be dining in one of their fine awarded restaurants. So, <laughs> And by the way, every every server at the – at the, and I, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not trying to – help you win but the every server at the california grill is a certified wine sommelier and there are more certified wine sommeliers at disney world than anywhere on the world per capita perhaps why it's winning all those awards (laughs) (laughs) so uh, you said that you there's a view of that uh parade because i can't think of what it's actually called from every Uh, room yeah you can pretty much see it from every room at the contemporary because it goes it's it runs both on bay lake and the seven seas goes through bay lake which Okay. The resort okay. sits astride. Um, having seen that, I was not super impressed, but that does get a point. All right. What's the point totals, Dan? What? I, I feel like I'm pretty far behind. Um, you are. You want to take a guess? I'm down by four. That's exactly correct. All right. So this final point. It's a, Have you ever heard the Dolly Parton song? Working nine to five? Well, you know, <laughs> it is a way to make a living. You are working nine to five, Jimmy. You are working it. <laughs> Uh, all right. So <laughs> I, I didn't want to have to use this, but I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were going to hold mm-hmm. it. You were going to end this without saying anything yeah. else. But Careful, because you know how I feel about those waterfalls. No. Waterfalls are gone. Mm. Okay. I know. I know. The I'm sad. Monorail Station, the Disneyland Hotel Monorail Station, 
has a leaf-themed roof. Yes, tell me more. Seamlessly <laughs> blend in with the Rainforest Cafe. That is so clever. Neither of which are a part of that hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but when it see, but here's what I'm thinking, and this is the first time I've ever thought about this before. Now that I do uh, think about it. Back when the, the, the Rainforest Cafe was there, I, th- I think that's a really good use of theming. It's almost as though they didn't really have to add that, but the fact that they did <laughs> makes the whole experience a little bit yep. more yep. extra. And seeing as how the Disneyland Hotel is behind by four points, I'll give it a point for that. Thank you. I needed to and get it thank off my you. chest. Thank you. None of none of that episode has haunted me in any way. So it seems that the contemporary resort is the supreme resort between the original flagship hotels. I believe it, it would be. So officially, uh, Disneyland Hotel has six points. The contemporary resort has nine points. That would make the contemporary resort... Is it Contemporary Resort or Hotel? Resort. <laughs> resort, thank you. The Disney's Contemporary Resort, wow. the Supreme Original Hotel. No. Well, there you have it. And I think that that makes Jeremy undefeated. No, no, no. I beat him. I mean, uh, uh, Indy beat Dinosaur, right? Yeah. Because this is not a competition. This is a quest to find out which is better, Disneyland or Walt Disney World. In this case, Walt Disney World gets a point. It's a, for being the supreme resort. Are we keeping track in total which coast is accumulating the most points? Probably. Uh, I'd like to Florida. refer to our social media expert. Hmm? Dan? Oh. That's Dan. That's, that, that's me? <laughs> You're our social media keeper. <laughs> I'm I'm less of I'm less of an expert and more of a guy who does that. <laughs> but we will have a running tally on our Facebook page of who's winning. I believe it's close, but Disney World is in the lead, I think. Oh. Um that feels right. We have many, many more episodes to discover more and to discover which is the Supreme Resort. And you can find that information on our Facebook page, Supreme Resort Facebook, on Twitter at Supreme Resort. And if you would like to be a part of the show and comment and be a part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook, Twitter. You can email us, Jimmy at the Supreme Resort. Excuse me, Jimmy at earsup podcast.com. Dan at earsup podcast.com And for Jeremy, it's on Twitter, and it's at Spectro underscore radio or Instagram at Spectro underscore radio or visit us on the web at www.spectroradio.us. And there's some announcements coming, one of which is coming tonight for Patreon, Spectro Radio Patreon users only. So uh, a big announcement coming. So if you happen to be listening to us live... As this comes out in a week and a half, <laughs> go to or if you have a time machine. Yes, time machine. If you have a Mandalorian, that's true. <laughs> but you know what it is? It shows the value of being a Spectro Radio supporter. It does, and I am one. By the way, I am a big that's supporter true. of the Spectro Radio, and you can go to patreon.com forward slash Spectro Radio. I don't think that's it. I think it's just go to spectroradio.us and just click support. Search Spectre. it. Yeah. And go to patreon.com forward slash ears up and support our network. And anybody have anything else to say? 
I don't know. You can watch me yell at politicians on Twitter if you want. <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. Okay, thanks. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.